You're listening to the Faith Matters Podcast with Steve McKinley. Hello, this is the Faith Matters Podcast. Uh, I'm here with uh, Pastor Nathan Houston from Minnesota in the United States, where I'm originally from, and I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. We're glad to be here. And uh, Pastor Houston, of course, pastors a church there, a Baptist church, and as you may know, I pastor the Navin Baptist Fellowship here in Navin County, Meath. And uh, we're people who love church. That's and, right. And that's what we do. You know, we we pastor a church, and we're heavily involved in, in church. And even before we uh, became pastors, we were heavily involved in church. And over the years, we've grown to love church. And we know that church today has kind of, um, you know, fallen out of uh, vogue, I would say. Yes. And uh, people don't see church as uh, important, maybe as it used to be, or even see a need for it. Mm -hmm. And so we want to talk about this today and share with you why we love church so much and uh, really talk about what a church is. But before we do that, Pastor Houston, could you share a little bit about yourself? Yes, uh, I grew up uh, going to church a lot. So when I was just real little, before I remember, I think maybe I was about two, uh, my parents... um, moved and began to attend church extremely faithfully, mm-hmm. got got very plugged in, got very involved, and I uh, just grew up going to church. No doubt it made a huge difference in my salvation because I learned the gospel from an early age and uh, trusted Christ as Savior when I was a child. And uh, maybe you remember the stereo speakers. Now they're so tiny, but they used to be huge. Yes. And, uh, right. you know, uh, we would get those out in our living room, and uh, that was my pulpit, and I lined up my stuffed animals and would preach to my stuffed animals and would play church because <laughs> it was such a part of my life. So you started young. Started young, yes. And, uh, you know, it was just something that our parents decided was going to be a priority. And mm-hmm. even sometimes we'd have family get-togethers on a Sunday, and uh, my parents would say, hey, you know, we're going to go to church in the morning, and then we'll be there mm-hmm. probably about 1 o'clock or something like that. But it was just always a priority uh, to, to my parents. And it, it had a big impact upon myself and my sisters uh, growing up. And so I uh, just grew up grew up in church. My dad was not a pastor, but very, very passionate about being in church and the importance it was for his family. And so I really come into it honestly as a, as a pastor growing up that it's just an outgrowing of, of my bringing up. Mm. I was in church all the time. So yeah, love church. love it now as a pastor as well. Amen. And so I'm excited to talk about this subject with you. Okay. Yeah, the same here. And just so we're all on the same page and we know what we're talking about, um, uh, how would you define what a church is? How would you explain to someone who may be thinking, why is church important? What is a church? What is it? All right. Well, as a Baptist, the exciting thing is is that we base our our authority is the Word of God. We mm-hmm. base what we believe on the Word of God, uh, not some other authority. And so we look to the Word of God for a definition of what church is. And uh, we don't find that the Word of God defines it as, as a parish. We don't find that it defines it as a building per se, um, but we find that the Word of God defines it as a group of people who have been saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have put their faith and trust in Christ alone for their salvation. They've followed him uh, by baptism, by immersion, and they've they've committed to join themselves to a, an assembly of God's people. The word church means assembly in the Bible. Right. And so they are assembling with other believers. They're committed to these other believers. 
uh, they're really a family of believers. And so I think that that is, the, uh, based upon what the Word of God says, the definition of a church. Mm. And you mentioned such an important point there that uh, everything starts with the Bible, mm. and that that is our authority. And that probably separates us from a lot of other groups out there in that the Bible is the final authority. Right. The Bible is inspired by God. It's God's Word. And uh, so we don't rely so much on man's traditions yeah. to get truth for what the church is, but it comes right out of the Bible. And so just as I'm listening to that definition, it, it sounds like a lot of the things that we do kind of revolve around the Bible. Absolutely, yes. And uh, what, what, are you, what are some of the benefits, would you say, of being in God's Word? And uh, what are some of the benefits of of uh, being in a church and with an assembly of believers and studying and hearing God's Word and all the activities of the church. Could you okay. maybe outline some of those for us? Okay. So one of the first benefits that we have of coming to fellowship with other believers, coming to church, um, in connection with the Word of God, I think is our spiritual needs being met. Mm, yes. Um, there's that spiritual sense in our lives. Yeah. And um, the Bible tells us that we're sinners. And that our sin separates us from God and uh, that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay that price for our sins mm -hmm. and that we must put our faith and trust in him. And that's the only way of salvation. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, then our sins are forgiven. And and so many times people carry this this huge load of, of guilt, you know, from 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 the past and they don't know how to deal with it. Right. Uh, you can't just sweep it under the rug. You can't just forget about it. It weighs on them. They're they, they carry such burdens from things mm -hmm. of the past. And so the Bible tells us um, how we can have forgiveness mm -hmm. and how Jesus um, chooses not to remember our sins anymore and buries them in the deepest sea, all those wonderful pictures the Bible gives to us. And and what a great thing that you come to church and you hear that good news. Yeah. Uh, and that meets that spiritual need. And, and other aspects of the spiritual need then as well, the relationship that you can have with God. Because... Mm -hmm. Um, outside of salvation through Christ, you you don't have a relationship with God. The Bible tells us that we're enemies and we're alienated from Him. You know, mm -hmm. there's this great separation between us and God. And so, um, church is a place where the Bible's preached and that message, the gospel in the Bible, is preached and meets those spiritual needs for our, uh, our salvation, dealing with our sins, having that relationship with God. So, I think first of all is is that spiritual need is a, is a pretty awesome one. Okay. And it sounded like within that spiritual need are many other needs that we could probably pull out of that. And you were yeah. talking about relationships, our relate primarily our relationship with God. And if you're at peace with God, it seems like you'd be more at peace with people around you, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the Bible has so much to say about our relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. It has so much to say about the uh, husband-wife uh, relationship. Uh, you know, we were talking with someone recently, and... Um, noting the fact that my wife and I are celebrating 20 years of marriage this summer. Yeah, and yeah. Congratulations, uh, by the way. That's and, on Tuesday, I believe. That's right. right. We're excited about that. Yes. And um, just the individual asked, you know, what's your secret to success, as it were? And just stopped. I don't know that anybody asked me that, you know. It makes me feel old or something, maybe. I don't know that now people are asking. How did you get to 20 years? I know, yeah. <laughs> and I uh, just stopped mm -hmm. to think about it. And, and really, it is, it is God. Um, as is outlined in his word, you know, that teaches you so many things that are critical for that marriage relationship. Mm -hmm. And and people are struggling in their marriages, and yet if they can get in a good church that preaches the Bible, 
that's going to teach them, you know, men how they should be leaders in the home and how they're supposed to respond rightly to their wives and, and wives, how to function rightly in the home. And uh, even that child parent child relationship so much mm-hmm. uh, is there. And so those relationships, um, those relational skills can be honed and developed so much in mm-hmm. the church. Um, if, if a person will come and hear that preaching from God's word, God, God has what we need for life. Yeah, and that's a good point that uh, I think oftentimes there are so many relationship problems out out in the world, and uh, especially marriage problems, and then these problems between uh, parents and, and children just because people don't know how to behave uh, toward one another, and they're getting their truth from uh, many other places, but here is God's Word with uh, with truth from our Creator, who created these relationships and gave us to one another. And uh, I think people are probably yearning uh, to to hear truth and uh, wanting that direction in their life. Maybe we're speaking to people, you know, you have a a relationship problem in your life, or maybe you think your marriage isn't quite what it should be or something along those lines. And here comes the Bible and uh, the Bible is opened up in a church setting, and here's a, a pastor, for example, who studies the Bible, and I, I believe you do a lot of marriage counseling in your ministry, don't you? We, we do help yeah. out as we can, yes, with, with couples. And who really out there has real answers for marriage problems? But come and talk to a pastor who's been in the Word of God and studies the Word, and here's a man who has answers. And they're not mm-hmm. his own answers, but they come out of the Bible. And so that's a huge benefit, I would think, of being part of a church and uh, being uh, around people who know and who do have answers from the Bible for relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a big one. Another need that I think of is kind of the mental, emotional needs um, that we struggle with, whether it's mm-hmm. it's worry uh, or depression or anger, mm-hmm. um, these types of needs that we all go through as human beings, mm-hmm. you know, at different levels. Some struggle with one more than the other. And yet the Bible has so much to say to help us deal with those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just amazed the more and more I, that I study about it, just finding how the Bible has encouragement, has help mm-hmm. um, with these these issues that are just so much a part of our society today. Mm-hmm. And um, love to give those to people, love to see that light come on, love to see people grow through those things. Yeah, one of the constant, one of the frequent messages of Scripture is don't be afraid. Right. And when you're, again, at peace with God, and when you're trusting God, so many fears in life just kind of fall away. Like a child with a father, when the child's around the father, the fears go yeah. away. Yeah. And An- another one I think of is um, sometimes vengeance. The desire, mm-hmm. you know, you're really frustrated. Sometimes you wish you could have vengeance, but um, the person's passed away or, you know, it's completely out of your control. And yet Ecclesiastes, one of the books in the Bible, talks about the fact that um, God will bring everything into judgment. Mm-hmm. And you really have to rest in the fact that God is all-powerful, and he's going to take care of that person. Mm-hmm. He's going to take care of the wicked people in life. And if right. people can grasp that in their soul and really believe that and then hang on to that truth, mm-hmm. it can just release them from so much of that. And, yes. and we find that that aspect of faith so much a part of so many of these different struggles, whether they take it by faith and have victory over their fear mm-hmm. or take it by faith that God is is going to bring judgment and have victory over that feeling of revenge. Mm-hmm. If they will learn these truths about God and, and, 
and what he's like from the Bible and take those by faith, it can really change them. And so they come to church and here they are struggling with this emotional need and a pastor preaches from a section of the, of the scripture about it and uh, it can make a huge difference. Yes, I would think so. A huge change in, in a person's life. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, I think I heard you mention uh, financial needs. Now, tell me, how does the church help meet someone's financial needs? Well, as a, as a person really belongs to a church, and they um, people get to know each other, and they mm-hmm. know needs that they, that they genuinely have, um, the church can, can meet those needs. You know, I think of our church, and we have, uh, back in the States, we have a, a deacon's fund, and, and that fund... In our church, the way it's set up, we, we partake of the Lord's table, communion, and at the end of it, we take up an offering and it goes into that deacon's fund. Mm. And then when we have someone that belongs to our church that has a need, as as sometimes arises, we have some funds then to help meet that need. Mm-hmm. We're not a large church, and so we don't have funding to just be able to throw cash everywhere, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But we can actually help people when they are genuine in, genuinely in times of need and mm-hmm. And, and the Bible speaks to some of those issues, gives us some examples um, from Acts 2, Acts 4, places like that of, of how the church can help with that, as well as sometimes teaching people, you know, some of the Bible truths about finances and working and things like that as well. Yes. And I would think that um, even beyond financial needs, when, when you have the church type setting where, <clears throat> where you have uh, people who love and care about one another and they see a need in someone's life, yeah. what what generally tends to happen is you start to pray for that need, and then that's when God tends to tap you on the shoulder and says, I want you to meet that need. Sure. And so really what you often have in a church setting is people wanting to help one another right. on an individual level, not even leaving it to the church at large, but um, just caring about and loving one another. That's a yes. huge benefit of a be belonging to a church. Yeah, I remember when I was uh, going to college, uh, one of the guys in the church where I grew up, you know, took me out to Penny's and, uh, you know, bought me a pair of shoes and, and I don't remember all the other, some of the other dress clothes or whatever that I needed, you mm-hmm. know, and here he was just one guy in the church, you know, helping to meet some of my needs as a young college kid going out there. He and, said, boy, that, that kid is looking shabby. That's right. I needed well, we help. got to spruce that kid up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, there are those practical examples, and sometimes it's just uh, mowing someone's lawn or shoveling snow or right. things like that that can be done to um, alleviate the needs of other people. Yeah, helping helping the elder, elderly, for example, or, yes. or uh, the disabled. Yes, those things, so, absolutely. So, so that, that can be yeah. a, great, a great blessing is of just that um, helping people physically, kind of the financially, you know, however that plays out there, mm-hmm. those types of needs, so... I think of those as being some some big blessings and benefits as well. So, mm-hmm. another one that I think of is uh, purpose and meaning in life. Yeah, that's this, a huge one. Yeah, it's been a big passion of mine. I guess I'm kind of a, a doer in <laughs> life, and I look at my life and I want my life to count. You know, I'm only going to be here for a certain period of time. I'm only going to be able to um, exist on this planet so long, and then I'm going to die. And when I die, I want to. I want to know that I made a difference mm-hmm. with my 70 years or whatever it is. And when I come to church and I hear God's word, I know that I am involved in something that is eternal. Yeah. And then the church, as I'm, as I'm committed to this assembly of believers, this family, I can get plugged in and I can minister. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can teach that kid's Sunday school class and lead a child to Christ and then disciple that child and see them grow up and have a Christian home. And far, far after I'm dead, I've had an impact there. Mm. You know, I can, I can preach a message and, um, and have a, an eternal impact on somebody's life. Mm. I can serve in so many different ways. And I think church gives us an awesome opportunity to minister outside of ourselves, mm-hmm. to give us an opportunity to participate in something bigger than ourselves, something that's eternal. And, mm. and I really believe as, maybe I'm not as young as I used to be, but as a younger man, People are looking for something that has meaning, has purpose, that's bigger than themselves. And uh, it makes a huge difference sometimes when people are dealing with some of these emotional issues that we talked about earlier. If we can start looking outside of ourselves, it helps us with our emotional problems. Mm -hmm. And um, so church gives us that opportunity to to serve people, to serve God. Mm -hmm. Um, God designed the Christian life to function through the local church. Yeah, and when I'm out talking to people, I meet so many people who are just kind of aimless in their life yeah. and don't seem to have a purpose in life and really don't know where they're going. And uh, church gives us an outlet for that. Now, there is a spiritual component to that because, um, you know, other organizations, for example, that aren't even religious might give you a, an opportunity to serve your, your neighbor. And I'm thinking of food banks, which do a lot of good work and things sure. like that. But uh, you mentioned an important word, uh, things that have eternal value. Yes. And uh, what's, I guess, what's different in a church setting and and, uh, serving one another um, uh, in the way that Christ would is that we do look forward to eternal rewards. And and we're really living with the future in view. And that really does change how you live your life. Absolutely. So again, that goes toward... Um, giving you purpose and direction in your life, and you're really looking forward to the life to come and living a better life and living with the Lord someday Mm -hmm. and reaping rewards in heaven for for the ways that you were able to serve and minister in this life. And so, yeah, that's hugely important. Absolutely. Similar, we talked about uh, the relational aspect. Somewhat similar to that, though, I want to emphasize something else, and that would be the friendship or the family dynamic of the the church. Um, Growing up, growing up, you know, as you would go down some street, you'd find a house that was like no trespassing, at least in America, you know, and Mm -hmm. you always pictured that as the as the gloomy house, you know, at the end of the street or something like that. Mm-hmm. And just as I'm growing up more and more in this in the States and stuff, you find, I think, people more and more in seclusion. You find more and more of the, the no trespassing. You find uh, more of everybody living in privacy. Yeah. And, and people really actually, as much as they withdraw for various reasons, people need friendship. They need... Mm-hmm. They need somebody that loves them. They need someone that cares about them. They need someone that's going to ask them, hey, how you doing? And, and actually mm-hmm. really mean it. Right. And uh, the opportunity through church to be able to sit down with other people that care about you is an awesome thing. Uh, to be able to talk with other people and visit with them. Um, so many times in our church, we're sharing prayer requests with, with each other and uh, praying for each other's needs. And that's just a, a huge thing to be able to have somebody else um, praying for you. You know, people going through cancer, people going through... Uh, hard times in life, people making serious decisions, and somebody comes up to you at church and says, hey, I was praying for you about that this week. You yeah. know, just, you know, they were thinking about you. They're talking to God who can can do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that camaraderie, that friendship, that family is just is just huge. Yeah, and people we spend a it. lot of time trying to foster that 
yes. you know, love and care for one another. And out of that, all kinds of friendships that you might not have ever expected begin to form. Right. And we've made friends with all kinds of people that without the church, we never would have expected or have done that. Yes. And it's... It- all sorts of backgrounds, whether it's various racial, ethnic backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, whether they're cross-generational. You know, it's really awesome when you have yeah. kids fellowshipping with older people, you know, that can pour into their hearts and stuff like that. Yeah, you, you really don't find that in too many other places outside yes. the church. It just doesn't really happen in our society, but it does within the church. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's really exciting to be able to enjoy that fellowship yeah. with those people. And sometimes as you're serving the Lord... And uh, you've got your shirt sleeves rolled up and you're doing something, maybe it's a work project or a children's ministry. Mm-hmm. You just bond with other people mm-hmm. in a way that you just can't any other way. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's fun things that you do. You know, the church, we, we have um, meals together at times. We sometimes do ice cream after church on certain nights, you know, mm-hmm. or stuff like that, where we just enjoy each other's company and visit and fellowship and talk and 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 you need that. So it's a great blessing when you, when you know Christ as Savior um, he's our father. We're part of his family. And there's just that bond that's there, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of what else you are in the world, there's that bond that you can have. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it puts joy in the heart and contentment in the heart and peace. And again, a sense of purpose and all of that, you know, friendships and relationships are so important. And, uh, we major on those things in the church. That's really what the church is all about. It's yes. about the people. It's not about the building or the things that we, right. uh, that we, the liturgy of the church and things like that. It's, mm. it's the, it's the people. Yeah. And pastors are, so many pastors are working hard to make sure those components are in there. You know, they're working make hard to make sure that there's a Bible message that's going to meet those needs. They're working mm-hmm. hard to plan in activities where people can connect yes you know they're working hard to try to um have different ones that are checking in on people going through different times of life and and so they're trying to build those dynamics and as as believers out there join the church and and become committed to that church there's more people to you know grow those relationships mm-hmm. and help out in those different ways and so it's an exciting thing as people right. can jump into those things that the pastors are planning under god's direction yes Right. Yeah. Well, um, let me ask you, um, can't a person read the Bible and kind of draw out these things for themselves at home? What, why do they need to come to church to, uh, to experience these things, do you think? You know, uh, I thought of an interesting story I read recently. I was talking about uh, some lady's journal. I don't remember the exact name, but uh, from several decades ago, and and they carried a snippet from an interview with uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's anybody that's characterized as being kind of an outdoorsman, certainly it would be uh, Teddy Roosevelt. And mm-hmm. he makes some comment in the journal, and I don't have the exact reading in front of me, but uh, he talks about, yes, I know, you can worship God out in out in nature and you can study these things out for yourself. And then he makes this interesting statement. He says, but you probably won't. You know, I I thought, wow, this is very sobering. Just just have a president, an outdoorsman, you know, just acknowledge that right up front. And uh, he talked about how so many times in the wild West, um, as towns were settled, he said they, that very quickly they found that 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 town either had to have a church or the town went downhill. Mm. And it was just true as the West was being mm-hmm. settled that, that that dynamic had to be there. And so church is a very important thing that to really help us take those steps 
that we we just don't make time. We're busy. We're doing yeah. a million things. Well, I mean, people have great intentions. Yes. And even somebody listening to this might think, uh, those are great things. You know, maybe I will start reading the Bible on my own. Right. And the reality is you have good intentions, but you're going to peter out on it without encouragement from outside of yourself. It's probably yeah. not going to happen. There's something about um, putting it on the on the calendar where we're going to commit to you know, whatever our church does as far as service times, that we're going to just commit each week that we're going to be there, we're going to be faithful, and, and, and prioritize God with our time. It really helps us to say that God's first place in my life. And if you go to a good Bible preaching and teaching church that speaks from the Bible, um, it's guaranteed you're going to hear from God out of God's Word every single week. And you're just not going to get that on your own. But but you're guaranteed when you come to church, that's the place to hear it. It's yeah. going to be open. It's The Word is going to be talked about. It's going to apply to your life. And so you're really setting yourself up for success and for, for really for long-term success in your life by uh, joining and being part of a, a Bible teaching and preaching church. Absolutely. And and all of those dynamics with God's people, you, you really can't get by yourself. Right. You, know? um, right. you just can't get that fellowship with others. You don't get to serve others like the Bible talks about. You don't get their input into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get that prayer and all of that dynamic that you're supposed to have. God, God designed, I really believe the Bible teaches us that God designed the Christian life to need the church. We yes. need each other. We need each other. And if there's ever a day in which our culture understands that, I really believe it's today. I, I don't know about here in Ireland, but in America, yeah. uh, coaching is a big deal because mm. everybody understands that if I'm going to be athletic, and you can tell clearly those of you watching at home, Steve and I are, are really athletic here. And just, <laughs> But uh, yes. everybody understands that yeah. um, they can get farther if they have a coach. Because right. they need they need somebody else to take them to a level that they can't go on their own. Right. And God knows that spiritually we're the same way. And mm-hmm. he designed the church to be those others that are going to take us to a level that we can't go on our own. Mm-hmm. So we really need the church. And, and by the same token, the church needs us. We're, we're going to help lift other people up yes. and build them up in the faith and encourage and challenge them in appropriate ways. Yes. And the Bible so talks about that, that membership dynamic. You right. know, and, and we're all members and we're all body parts, as it were. And if we don't have that, um, certain body parts are missing, kind of as it were. Right, right. It makes a difference. Yes. So it's a big Okay. Deal. Well, this has been a great discussion. Uh, we do love the church, if Amen. you can't tell. Yes. And uh, r- really, if you're not part of the church, um, if you're not part of a good gospel preaching, uh, loving body of believers, um, it's hard to really know what we're talking about. It's kind of like David said, you really have to taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm. And you have to try it out for yourself. And uh, I pastor locally here at the Navin Baptist Fellowship in County Meath. And we do meet every Sunday in the center of town in Market Square at the Clonard House. And we meet for a 10 o'clock Bible study hour. And then we meet at 11 o'clock for our main worship service. And we sing uh, hymns. We really just worship the Lord. We engage in prayer, some Bible memory. We hear from God's Word. And uh, very importantly, we interact with and fellowship with one another. And I really want to invite you, if you don't have a church home, come out and visit us. And everyone is invited. You personally are invited. We'd love to see you. Uh, Just come as you are, and I know that you will be blessed. And so um, please uh, seek out a church and come and visit ours. Well, Pastor Houston, we're going to have you on next week. 
and we're we're going to discuss part two of the church and so stay tuned for that join us next week but uh thank you for being on with me today my pleasure i enjoyed it and uh we'll see you all next time bye